you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Hello, my baby. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a musical episode of the Big Planet Comics Podcast. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sandman. Uh, yeah, so this yes, is episode uh, This is episode 122 of the Big Planet Comics Podcast, and uh, we're here to tell you about all the stuff. The stuff, the comic stuff. The comic oh. stuff. Like, uh, like the humorous stuff. All musicals? the comic stuff. Yeah. Uh, my name is Kevin. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. And uh, yeah, it is October. Woo. Rocktober. It is Inktober if you're an oh, artist. Yeah. So draw an ink drawing every day. Oh, is that yeah, what that is? Yeah, I think so. Artists and uh, yeah, it. that seems intense. Uh, Can you do a watercolor every day? Do a watercolor every day of your <laughs> life. Watercolor-tober. Yeah, let me turn Jared up because he's a quiet guy. So quiet. It's so quiet over it's there. It's oh, so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, uh, so yeah. quiet. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, we just sang a song, so now we're all a little bit weird. So, uh, this is the Big Planet Comics podcast, the most comprehensive podcast about comic books. In the multiverse. In the multiverse. In the multiverse. Um, I don't know. What about the comic verse? What about the, what about the, um, carrot verse? The carrot verse? Yeah. Like, we're, is that where Captain Carrot Yep, we're going to review the showcase presents Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew. <laughs> all 30 issues. Uh, it's yeah. good. No, you can follow us <laughs> on Twitter, on Facebook, on instagram yeah and on uh tumblr you can read all of our comics you can read all of our comics of which we are starting to have very many Many. (laughs) uh yeah but today we're not going to do any of that stuff we're just gonna yeah we're just gonna do the stupid podcast (laughs) podcast. yeah so what's been going on you guys you know a little bit of this a little bit of that hey sounds great (laughs) what about you jared uh let's see i took all of the big planet comics posters that we've done for events with all of our cool people and donated them to the library of congress yesterday and got to read the original art for the entire issue of Amazing Fantasy number 15. That's awesome. So Whoa. not just the the Spider-Man part. but There's two or three other stories. But the good stuff, too. Also written by Stan Lee <laughs> and stuff. drawn by Steve Ditko. And I've never seen these before. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, there was a whole, it was a whole series for a while. It was, a, yeah. it was called Amazing Adult Fantasy. Right, but I just assumed it was like an anthology book with a bunch of different people. Oh, no. It's, it was almost all Ditko and oh, Lee goodness. monster stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a creepy uh, island off of Greece in story in there. That's bound sounds about right. Yep. They're still creepy. Greece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> creepy <laughs> islands all over the place. Let's not get into the creep problem. Uh, and then there's one about a, a thief who hides out in the museum where the mummy comes alive, which is pretty good. Oh, you mean the night at the museum? I think it's Pretty called much. the Smithsonian. <laughs> Smithsonian. With Darth Vader? Yeah. 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 They invented Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. That's a really cool thing to get to do. Yep. It was really cool to see his art up close, and you could see all the changes and all the little notes that Stan Lee had written, including the ones that Steve Ditko ignored, which I thought was pretty awesome. <laughs> Stan Lee's like, uh, more captions. <laughs> no, it was it, yeah, pretty much. He's like, less art, more dialogue. No, he had one like where the thief is running away after uh, killing, you know, just the first time that Peter Parker sees the guy who eventually kills his uncle. Uh, spoiler. And he's running into the <laughs> elevator, and Stanley's like, don't show the thief running. And he'd be like, what would this panel be then? Just like a cop being like, there went a bad guy, you know? Steve Ditko's like, I already hate you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's a co- that's awesome. Yeah, uh, what have really I been cool. doing? I've been playing Hyrule Warriors. Oh. Is this uh, it's a like s- Dynasty bunch Warriors? of Zelda dudes? Yep, it's like Dynasty Warriors, but with Zelda stuff. Really? Mm, it's nice. real dumb like Dynasty Warriors and real awesome like Zelda. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Sounds it's, like it, a good combo. Yeah, it's cool because it's like uh, the dumb just like smashing through hordes of enemies, but they're all Zelda enemies. But then at the end of each level is a boss, and you defeat them in the same way that you defeat the Zelda bosses from the original games. That's awesome. Which is pretty rad. And that's about it. I've been playing Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS. I'm super excited about nice. that. The demo, the full version comes out on Friday. October nice, 3rd. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what else? I've been watching a lot of cartoons. Nice. I saw my friend's cover band. It was pretty cool. What oh, uh, Were they a cover, like they cover all one band? 
No, they all they, it, they just do dance songs. Oh, so really? It's from like, different decades, like so 80s, everybody so. dance now. A lot of Depeche Mode. Um, mm. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, but huh? the cool Depeche thing is commode. Am the, I right? The cool thing is, yeah. Oh. The cool thing is, after I w- we went to, oh, no, the, yeah, it is to one of the band members' house, and one of the band members' house is this young dude that has like super rich parents. Ah, very nice. And so we went to his house. Uh, they had a full bar in their basement, the size of like an actual bar like you would go to <laughs> sounds yeah. like rich people um yeah. they had a huge movie room like a screening room like Good with grief. a 90 inch projector projection thing that was top of the line like it looked like the uh like hobbit like what is it the uh the desolation of smaug like what's the the frame <laughs> 60 rate? frames per second yeah it looked like that and it Jeez. was like super detailed it was crazy the thing that makes the hobbit look like a mexican soap opera but we watched the second star trek movie so Oh, so no, that's sad. That stinks. But it, it was awesome. <laughs> still, You're like this sure looks pretty. It was awesome. Wait, Wrath of Khan? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, the oh into the other Wrath into of Khan, the darkness, Wrath of Khan too. Wrath of Sherlock, the one where it's like, hey, what if we did this really great thing and changed it around and just made it them worse? on the different side of glass? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I get oh, it. That was fun. genius. That's uh, about all I did. I didn't do anything too interesting. That sounds cool. Oh, uh, I forgot. I finally finished True Detective. Oh, that's oh, a good show. So good. I am not into this cast for the second season, though. Oh, I don't know. I'm super into like this cast Ellen for the Page second season. And, uh, mm-hmm. No, I wish. That was the Tiny Detective <laughs> video, which yes. was really funny. But uh, no, it's Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell. Yeah. Wow. I think I'm excited about it. I think yeah. Colin Farrell would be good. Yeah, I just hate Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I like him sometimes. Have you seen Vince Vaughn's comedy road show? Or no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like him sometimes. He, he, he could be good. Like in the last like 15 years? Yeah, but <laughs> maybe that's gets, not him. Maybe he gets killed off real soon. Was um, what was the last good movie Vince Vaughn was in? It's more like it's more Psycho. Like, Psycho yeah. was kind of good. Was it? It's more like yeah. the work he's taking. Clay Pigeons was good. I feel like he's good, but he just does. But he's in movies. like he's just been in like but a he's lot in of like movies. the internship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll see. It's still mm. the same writer. When's that coming out? I mean, what did you think Joe about Lagatti? I mean, what did you think about, what? like, Woody Harrelson before True Detective? I loved Woody Harrelson. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. But, like, at the same level? I don't know. I love Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I, I think I, I did. I mean, love I always love Woody Harrelson, but I I, I don't know. Like Not at the level he was at True Detective. But he was in stuff that I really liked, like... Um, right. A Country for Old Men. Um, and uh, The People versus Larry Flint. Was he in Zombieland? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was he was good. in Zombieland. He's, He's Zombieland. good in that. Really good in that. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, also. Um, he was in that movie where he was like a crooked cop that was pretty good that came out a couple <laughs> years ago. I can't remember what it's called. Really. But anyway, yeah, True Detective, season Matthew two. McConaughey. When's it coming out? 2015. Oh, my God. So Probably. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, that is it for uh, news of what we've been doing. Hmm. Wait, what are we doing this weekend? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jared and I are going to – oh, I guess we have some upcoming events and stuff. That's a good one. Yeah, so uh, Jared and I are going to be at the Richmond Zine Fest. Thanks Woo. for inviting me, guys. You want to come? Um, come? I have to work. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, and we'll be selling uh, Mutant Punks, which is the comic I had at uh, SPX and a bunch of other stuff from Retrofit and uh, Big Planet Comics Publishing. Yep. And uh, we'll probably have Nick's comic there, Gang War. You should. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you have any copies. Uh, and yeah, and then we've got a signing next Wednesday at our Vienna store. Yep. Sweet. Um, Otis Frampton. Otis Frampton, the writer and artist of Oddly Normal is going to be there. Who from I found has moved from our area, but is from this area. So he'll be coming back to town. He'll be coming back to town. So. He'll be coming around the mountain when he comes. That's true. Uh, yeah. And uh, do we have other stuff coming up? We, I'm sure we do, but uh, that might be it for a while. We're taking a break. We're taking a break. <laughs> taking a break. From you know what we're not taking a break from? The news. It's just in. Marvel cancels upcoming Milo Minari variants. Did you hear that? Yeah. I heard it. Marvel has canceled all of their upcoming Milo Minari variants, which is kind of sad to me. Even the one for the ex-boobs? I thought they didn't cancel... Even, even the Spider-Woman. They one. didn't cancel the Notorious one, just the no, ones they after that. They can- oh, they canceled yeah, that they one now, too? Oh, yes. Yeah. I actually had someone call up asking them to, how to get it. I was like, nice try, buddy. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I understand the uproar or whatever, but I also feel like the people that had the uproar were not following it for a while. Because Milo Minara has had variants for Marvel for the last, like, three or four years, and they're all just as bad well but i think what happened what's happening now is there's like a little bit of a sea change and people are like it's it's not like it's i don't think those people are like oh these were fine before and we don't like it now i think it's just like we're no like we don't want this stuff anymore like the time for this stuff is over let's i think it's even more so that it's like this is a female 
solo character book. And yeah. like, that's not what these books should be about anymore. Until they open it up and it's drawn by Greg Landon. And it's going to be yeah. worse than the Milo yeah, Minari I mean, cover. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, maybe people should stop to objectifying women on the covers and inside of comics. So I, I think, I think it's all right that they're, but they even this. canceled his like, uh, like Star Lord cover, just which is a woman cover. <laughs> a picture of Star Lord with his butt in there. Yeah, his butt, <laughs> that'd be like, amazing. With his bulge right in the camera. Yeah, so that's a thing that happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then a big thing happened. Yes. So Jack Kirby, uh, his estate has finally settled with Marvel. Yeah, that's huge. That's crazy. That's been going on for thirty decades, years yeah. at least, maybe longer. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, I, I think it really came into every like to everybody's attention in the '80s when Comics Journal was really co- started covering it a lot, and it was a uh, you know it was a, a big thing when Shooter was in charge over at Marvel, Great. and uh, I think that's when it was at its kind of height. And then yeah. the battle's just been going on forever and ever, and now his family finally settled, which is you know it's I'm I'm gonna imagine really good for them. I'm gonna guess right. they got a lot of money. Right. Well, that's the thing is that nobody really knows, so it could have just because it looks like. All the appeals that were going on that the Kirby State was often losing. Well, but so we're hoping it's good, but there is the possibility that it could have been that like they settled for a very small amount and it's over. Uh, I I don't think that's what happened. But um, here, let me read, just read the statement okay. from from uh, Kirby's family. They said Marvel and the family of Jack Kirby have amicably resolved their legal disputes and are looking forward to advancing their shared goal of honoring Mister Kirby's significant role in Marvel's history. That was from the Kirby estate. Uh, I believe so. It might have okay. been from Marvel, but uh, or it might have been a joint statement actually. Yeah, yeah. But um, That's so promising. so what I think happened was I think that Kirby's family probably got a lot of money, yeah. and the reason Marvel decided to settle now was because yeah, uh, they don't want more people doing it. Yeah, it was getting to the point where it was going to go to court. Yeah, and then if Marvel lost, it would be like oh, a Supreme it w- Court yeah. decision against like work for hire stuff. Right. Yeah, so yeah, that um, would destroy Marvel. Yeah, it, so it's it's too dangerous for them. Huh. I don't know that the kirby family would have won but uh even if the kirby family lost that's such bad pr for marvel yep. as well that's true. so i think that this was a good way to handle it for both yeah. for both sides one being a family that deserves money because yeah. they you know have somebody that did a lot of work that that's become very marvel. influential culturally yeah. and one for a giant corporation that has money to give to them yeah yep. <laughs> so uh we'll see i don't think the you know the exact uh the exact details of the settlement are not public and they probably right. never will be i yeah. would assume but uh i think overall it's kind of a good thing yeah. yeah it's good that it's over yeah i'm glad to not have to hear it and then have not have to kind of feel bad about things like you know watching like a marvel movie and be like oh jack kirby's not really getting money. yeah so i think that's a good thing too is uh, like a lot of th- now you'll true. now you'll see like these characters created Hopefully, by yeah, jack be kirby great. you know I mean, because have they not been saying that um no, no they've or saying like, they did in guardians to jack kirby yeah or whatever yeah but uh i don't think they put the created by on there yeah uh so because that's just like right a, like the term that terminology yeah, legally that is not great. does that mean that stan lee wins too <laughs> Uh, no, because he never had a suit with Marvel. Because he, he gets well, he paid. did at some point. I don't think he has now. No, not yeah, he has in the past. No, I think he's always been on pretty good terms with Marvel. But uh, yeah. you know, they give him a lot of money. He gets a good deal out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's yeah. gonna die. So now. that's it for news this week. But we do have a question. <laughs> I mean, he is old. He's yeah. like ninety-two. What is he? I think he's in his eighties. No, yeah. he's no. At least I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing stuff since the forties. Yeah, yep. He's at least ninety. Yeah. Jeez. But he was also probably like a thirteen-year-old when he started because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was the forties, and, and it was his uncle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, let's let's answer this question. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, this question comes in from Eli. Uh, Eli says, "Hi, I Hi. just finished David Lapham's Stray Bullets collection, and I thought it was phenomenal." It is. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I think we all think the same. Uh, in that vein, what are your three favorite creator-owned or creator-led series? Whoa. So let's start with that. That's a... That's... Wow. I should have showed you, shown you guys this question. Yeah, that would have well, I'm pretty sure Scalp is creator-owned, right? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably one of my top three. Cool. What are the other two? Ones? <laughs> um, what else do I have? Jared, what do you have? Tintin. Tintin. Is uh, that creator owned? I guess. Is Tintin, yeah. I don't, is Tintin creator owned? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. He just got a bunch of goons to work in his you know, studio and not tell anybody about it. But uh, Usagi Ujimbo, probably for me. Grew up on it. Still love it. Oh, man. That's, that's, that's yeah, Usagi's so. really good. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. It's consistent. I mean, also Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I grew Ninja up on Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Love that. Yeah. Uh, Cerebus was a huge book for me. Um, yeah, Cerebus, I, you know, man. 
overall, if you take the whole thing, I don't know how well it balances out the good with the bad. But, but so um, many goods. In but there. there's a lot yeah, of good yeah. in there, like the first 150 issues or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that's a pretty good run. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wonder, is this current? It just said. I mean, could you say Saga? three favorite? Yeah. I mean, Saga's created yeah. around. Yeah. Saga's a really, really good series. Um, I don't know. There's that's the thing. There's so many now. Yeah, it's it's much better. Than I feel like be. it used to. You know, it would have been an easier question to answer. But yeah. um, but at this point, it's like there's so much stuff out. Oh, Lone Wolf and Cub. I'm just looking at. Stuff I don't think Lone Wolf and Scott, Cub is creator. Scott Pilgrim. Own. Yeah, it is. Manga artists don't usually their own their stuff. What? Yeah. Is Scott Pilgrim creator owned? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. See, crazy, there's, really? yeah, there's so much. I don't think Scott Pilgrim is one of my favorites. But uh, oh, you're making me sad. It is good. But yeah, it's a good creator. Bone. Yeah. Bone's good. Bone's Bone's yeah, great. that's huge. Donald Duck. Yeah. Owned by the creator Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah. That guy can draw like a champ. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff. I love uh, 100% by Paul Pope. Yeah. Love that book. Any any Pope stuff. But he said series. That's hard. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I wish we had better. Well, I feel like we just said like 40 things. I mean, Scalp is, is one of my top books of all time. Yeah. Um, Sarah is Hunter Bus- Bullets creator owned? Uh, I don't know. I imagine, right? I mean, is I love ver- all the, is all the Vertigo the, stuff. Most of the Vertigo own? stuff is creator owned, with like a weird percentage that Vertigo gets to like get money off of. Or so right. it's a weird little caveat, but basically they're creator owned. I'm going to say one that just came out in English, which is really good, is the Sweeten and Peters uh, City Obscure City series. All those are fantastic. Are those creator owned though? I don't Man, know. Why are you doing this? I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm gonna say the biggest yeah, creator no, owned, which nobody like, has said. What's, what's, that? That? what's that? Walking Dead. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. Walking Dead. That's a huge creator owned. Yeah, that's I, is that successful. one of my favorite series? Yeah, of all time, it definitely is. It's really it's every time an issue comes out, you text me about it. So <laughs> the new issue was really good. the new one was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know a lot of them. Yeah, and it's also like whatever is current no. that I'm super excited about. The image stuff current. Yeah, like I'm super excited about Alex and Ada right now. Obscure cities copyright. Editions, Casterman. Yeah, I mean, oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, I. Um, I mean, East to West. I don't know if creator Lazarus. Is, you know, yeah, um, you know, Lumberjanes. I loved Midas Flesh. Southern Bastards. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. So, uh, scalped. But our answer is scalped. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Yusagi Yojimbo. Yeah, this is a, definitely <laughs> the top. I mean, scalped is probably my favorite. And then all, he says, also, it's October and Halloween is in full swing. What horror movies are you looking forward to watching this month? None. Is there new ones coming out? I feel like there's a bunch of crappy ones coming out. Well, uh, but I think uh, you know, just what just what favorites. Like I tend to watch a bunch of horror like movies during October. Horror movies, yeah. Like I'll watch Halloween. I've yeah. never I've, seen Halloween. Oh my goodness! My God, Jerry. that's a get out of here. Good movie, man. I know. <laughs> uh, I I will probably watch Halloween three, season of the witch. Oh, I've oh, seen God. that one three times. Have you? No. Uh, season of the witch. That's oh, the worst boy. one. Is uh, it? And the best. Wow, well, Halloween. F- <laughs> H2O is pretty bad. Oh, is it worse? And the Rob Zombie worse? Halloweens are terrible. Um, I forgot you remade some. Uh, no, Halloween no, 3 no. is pretty bad. Uh, it is about uh, masks that make people turn evil, and also it has robots in it. Uh, John Carpenter awesome. did not direct it, but he still did the music for it, <laughs> which good. is pretty weird. Wait, great. so he did direct the first one, right? Yeah, he directed the first one. First two? two? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, the second one is is good. It picks up right after the first one. Yeah. Next day, I think. Trick or Treat is a good one. Trick or Treat is a oh. great Halloween movie. I know. I'm going to watch The Thing. The thing's a good Halloween Ernest movie. Ernest Scared Stupid is a great Halloween movie. Ernest Scared Stupid, <laughs> probably the best Ernest movie. Really? Yeah, no, that's better not than, true. Ernest Goes to Camp, camp. is the best yeah, Ernest movie. Come on, and then Ernest, Ernest Saves Christmas is pretty good. Ernest Goes to Jail is good too. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, yeah, I'll probably watch Trick or Treat. That's one of my favorite Halloween movies. Um, I constantly watch Your Next recently, which is uh, streaming it's, on it's Netflix movie, at the moment. Yeah. That's a really good. And that's a, that one. Uh, it's a it's a recent movie. It's like a home invasion movie. That's oh, yeah, kind yeah. of a black comedy. It's really good. Um. Yeah. Oh man, what was that one with um, Annabelle? Uh, the the uh, the office <laughs> trip to the woods, the British one. Oh, severed, severed. That's yeah. a great movie. Oh, really? Is yeah. that what it's called? Severed? Yeah. No, it's not called severed. It is called severed. Yeah, is it? yeah. That's like, just like also the, the name of the comic. Yeah, Weird. but it's called severed. Yeah. No, it's called severance. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. Cabin I like that. Is great. Movie. great. Um, just naming off good horror movies. Yeah, but there's some stuff coming out in the movie theater, like Annabelle. What's that? Gross. <laughs> Annabelle's the prequel to The Conjuring about the doll Annabelle from Disgusting. The Conjuring. Disgusting. Not, um, not going to be good. PG-13. Oh, dear. We, the Ouija board movie? Is that what it's <laughs> called? It's called Ouija. Yeah. Ouija. Because oh. I, like I, I saw a trailer for game. some kind of good-looking art movie, but I don't remember anything about it. I don't know. Um, there's Wreck 4. <laughs> Is there a Wreck 4? Yeah. The Wreck movies are good. I haven't seen Wreck 3, but Rec- it's kind of terrible. Like booking. REC recording? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. um, VHS 3 is coming out. The cool thing, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like those ones. Oh, they're so bad. They're pretty bad. 
I like the. <laughs> I, like I kind of like them somehow. I, I like the somehow. End, you love that the, stuff. I think it's the last one in the sec in the second movie, the one that's like a haunted house thing. Yeah. Like so, like they're you know anthology things. So some of them are good. Some of them. Are, yeah. most There's of one them called are the bad. ABCs of Horror that I want to see. I have Nick and I are still going to do. We have another podcast we're going to do Anything, called the Video yeah. Horror Show. It's yeah. never going to happen. <laughs> it's got to right. I wish. Got it to. It's, to. it's me. I still have my like. 20 pages of devil fish notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's me, Nick, and Brooke, uh, who's been on the show before, Brooke Allen, the artist of Lumberjanes. Uh, and we're going to do a podcast about uh, VHS horror tapes. You know what I'm going to say right now? We're going to do an episode this month. There you All go. right. Commitment. Yeah. I think we should just record Halloween it here month. in the store because everything's here. Yeah, we should do it yeah. next Wednesday. Just come on in. After the regular podcast. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> we're going to do one before Halloween. It's going to happen. There you go. All right. So sometimes you got to put a deadline on Deal. stuff. And then it happens. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I'll also have another gang war out by then. No, that's not true at all. Oh. Uh, Eli says, thank you in advance for what will surely be the most comprehensive answers in the galaxy. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Eli. Thank you yeah, for the so. cotton gin. Yeah, thank you for the cotton gin. <laughs> Eli. Is it, that, is it Eli Whitney? Uh, probably. Thank you, Eli Whitney. <laughs> that's the only Eli I know. Except hey, for Eli Roth. And congratulations for being the oldest man in the world. Is it Eli Roth? Eli Roth is the director of Hostel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Hostel too. Yeah. And Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever is great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cabin Fever is great. Uh, so, yeah. If you guys have questions, you can send those questions to questions at, no, podcast at, bomb, at oh, Lord. Podcast at BigPlanetComics.com. <laughs> yes. Thank podcast you, at BigPlanetComics.com. Or you can send us questions on Twitter. I was going to say podcast at BombCast.com, which is the the best video game podcast oh. on the internet. <laughs> Don't send you can send Don't them send there. Yeah, you can send them there. They'd be like, what? Why are these people asking us questions about Paul Pope? Maybe that's where all our questions have gone. Oh, maybe. Uh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, or you can send them to Twitter, Facebook, anywhere. <laughs> Twitter, Facebook. Hey, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook. The Twitter, hey, Facebook. Yeah, hit us up on Ello. <laughs> what is Ello? I've been hearing a lot <laughs> it's about It's not Ello. anything anymore. <laughs> oh, did it explode? Uh, no, I just went on there and nobody had posted for the last two days. And I was like, okay, that died pretty oh, fast. Wow. Jeez, really? <laughs> yeah. Um right. It basically Ello was like Facebook, uh, except without all the sort of um, advertising and uh, corporate ties. And then it ends up that they got four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars from a corporate backer, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> who will expect a return on their investment. And Yikes. then everybody was like, "Whatever." Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, that is it for that part of the show. Yeah. Let's do reviews. We love comics. They're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. Up first this week, we have Fight Frogs by Jimmy Gigerich. Uh This is a comic that we picked up at SPX. That was pretty great. We also kickstarted it. Uh, we did, yeah. We got we got copies for the store through the Kickstarter. Which was very successful. And Jimmy is holding a plastic knife, by the way. Um, that is a folding knife. It's um, folding? Yeah. It's for it's folding solid. books because we were putting oh. together some books. Oh, that's what that is. Uh, yeah, so uh, basically, I'm gonna steal this folding. Um, <laughs> Fight Frogs is a comic that takes place in the post-apocalyptic future. It is about gangs of roving gangs. It's Animals. basically Battletoads. Yeah, well, frogs. It's, yeah, it's and yeah, and it's basically Battletoads mixed with Mad Max and Ninja Turtles. And it's about these guys, the Fight Frogs, who yeah are kind of like the Ninja Turtles, they but eat hot dogs instead of pizza. But they eat hot dogs instead of pizza. It's true, and they get in a lot of fights. Yeah. And in this, they uh, and, but they still skateboard and do all that stuff because they're cool. And they're but they right. also have flex battles. Yeah, they do have flex battles. So in this, they uh, fight this uh, duck gang, who are pretty great. Um, and that's kind of most of what happens. There's a huge flex battle. There's a flex battle. It's great. Yeah. Uh, one guy yeah. starts flexing. The other guy starts flexing. And it escalates. Uh, into more the, and more the, impressively over the top. The muscles flex into little hands that flex. And they flex their veins into words. And it's really And fun. then some another gang shows up at the end. And then we're in for some more. Cliffhanger. Yep. We're in some, for some, hopefully some more gang action in the future. Yep. And I like then, this. It's right up our alley. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick is doing a comic about fighting gangs. And I'm doing a comic about gangs. And uh, this is another cool comic about gangs. So. Uh, I should do like a giant crossover. Well, I talked to Jimmy Gigerich. Yep. And uh, I'm doing a crossover. Yep. With fight frogs. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, the fight frogs are going to show up in Mutant Punks. That's and awesome. uh, they're going to be one of the gangs that the Mutant Punks fight. So that's awesome. That's, that's going to awesome. happen. Uh, yeah. Uh, fight frogs is great. Uh, I recommend it to everybody. Yeah, it's really And it's cool. a nice big full color self-published book. It looks really nice. Yeah. Screen um, printed. Yeah. They, uh, uh, Jimmy, who does this comic, works at a screen printing place Aha. in Baltimore. So, so, is, he like, doing, this looks um, so good. is he doing a second one or is he just doing a bigger book? I don't know. I'm not sure. We should find out. Jimmy, let us know. Jimmy, let us know. Jimmy. 
<laughs> Jimmy, just drive down here. Jimmy, can you hear me? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's White Frog's highest recommendation. Yes. All right, up next, we have Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier. This is written by Alice Cott, who is currently writing Secret Avengers. And Winter Soldier. And Winter Soldier. Wait, no, and that's zero. what this is. I was writing Winter Zero. Soldier. Oh, was he writing the previous Winter Soldier? No, he wasn't. He wrote, <laughs> he wrote Zero? Yeah, he does write Zero. And the art in this is by Marco Rudy, who uh, drew Marvel Knight's Spider-Man. Also drew the new Avengers Annual yep. just recently with Doctor Strange. And he has a crazy art style. Jared, you just read this five minutes ago. I did. It's kind of like J.H. Williams. Kind um, of. But, but a little uh, more insane. Insane, yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. It, it's like... It's closer to what, like Dave McKean. It's got kind of like that blurred art. Well, the thing is with this story. is way tighter with. With this series, um, he's doing all of his art painted. Yeah. And I think the layout oh, is a little different. Who did like Secret War? Or Secret Wars? Who was that guy? Secret, Secret War? Wars? Like um, Bob Gale? No, Secret War. <laughs> <laughs> he railed a lot of Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of like yeah, that painted style where it's like a little. Yeah, it's a little bit like that, but like the, with the crazy J.H. Williams style layouts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the layouts are very J.H. Williams. Yeah, the art style is a lot like. Oh, who's the guy that did that, uh, the Captain Britain storyline in um, uh, Uncanny X-Force? It's the guy who draws low. Yeah, it's the guy who draws low. Um, Oh, my God. uh, We're terrible. We're doing a bad job. Anyway. Sorry, everybody. It doesn't matter. uh, Jared, why don't you just tell people what this is about? Uh, Yeah, so at the end of the original Sin series, which is the last big giant Marvel crossover, a lot of crazy stuff happens, and basically, uh, man... This is like spoiling everything. Spoilers for Original Sin. All right, spoilers. Hold on, everybody. Uh, so basically, Nick Fury used to be kind of a lone gunman. So He's the man in the wall. Yeah, the guy who would basically defend Earth from all the super crazy evil stuff coming get it. That was like, basically, the trick is that he would just do it by killing people. So it wasn't like he was rallying. Well, he wasn't afraid of, of he, would, he would do anything to protect right, the so Earth. Right, so like it was, was all like messed up. Getting so, the but. Avengers to be like, let's go fight Galactus. He's like, no, I'm just going to kill this guy before we become. Yeah, yeah I'm going like, to kill a god or a planet. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to kill Whatever this planet full of babies uh, because I need to protect Earth. Oh, spoilers for Men of Wrath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so Bucky Barnes is now uh, taking over his job. Yep. The cool so, thing I liked about this is um, he has a partner, which I didn't expect. Yeah, I thought that was uh, a nice touch. Daisy. Daisy from um, the Secret Avengers. Yeah, she was. Or not Secret Avengers. um, New Avengers? What was that book called? Regular Avengers. The Hickman one. Mighty Avengers. Secret Warriors. Secret Warriors. And she was was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point. For a while, yeah. Yeah. And she's been uh, outed. Uh, Ousted? Ousted. Yeah. And... uh, yeah, she's she's a good kind of counterpart to Bucky. Yeah, she's, uh, she's really serious and she's a little more plucky. Yeah, to Plucky and Bucky. So Bucky um, and Bucky. Yeah, yeah. Buck, uh, Bucky Barnes is like a, kind of insane in this yeah, book. Almost he's yeah. lost. It like I think he's like taking on so weird. much responsibility yeah, he's that he's like, kind of losing his mind. Yeah, he just really talks about it. Points about like how much he doesn't know about what he's getting into. He just knows how bad everything is. Like how much responsibility. Yeah. So this, he's got. this book sets up a few different scenarios where they're these kind of in these situations where they're assassinating these aliens and gods and stuff like that yeah. and it just kind of starts up the series which seems like it's going to be a lot of that stuff mixed with a lot of uh character stuff between them and sort of their relationship to the marvel universe yeah and Mi- it was good mixed with some crazy just like let's go explore weird stuff in the universe they literally the- have like a cool little character moment where they're getting really good food on like a, a truck stop right right yeah, like in the a inter- of the intergalactic yeah. truck stop the only thing awesome. reminded me of titan ae <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> the <laughs> only thing i didn't like um is the art sometimes is a little it makes it a little difficult to read it's like yeah it's like the, too much sometimes yeah it's like the page the page layouts are interesting but then like sometimes it's, it's 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 just yeah. like a little too nuts but then yeah sometimes it's like where do i what do i read first what exactly is happening and, and there's always there are always indicators on the page but sometimes it's like hard to find like yeah I, I um so that can be a little rough it was but the, the biggest problem was at the end yeah the uh, last page I was not didn't good. know what, what happened at the end uh, Bucky, like Bucky, got shot by somebody. Yeah, yeah. but who was that? I thought it was Nick Fury. I thought it was <laughs> Nick Fury too, like. but he's like dead. Or maybe it was Bucky from the future. Hey, that's you know that's the cliffhanger. I guess yeah. Don't yeah. Know. Let's see. But anyway, that's Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier. I think it's an interesting start. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got Captain America number twenty five. Why would we review that? You say? Don't know. Well, the last first issue of all, of Captain America. It's written by Rick Remender. Yeah. The first issue of Captain America. Uh, who's been writing Captain America? It's art by Carlos Pacheco, who has not been drawing Captain America. No, oh, yes. Oh, has he's he? He's been doing a lot, a lot of it. Yeah. He drew just the, like the last three issues or something. No, he drew the second storyline and he's drawing this storyline. Oh, okay. Which is like five uh, and then also some art by Stuart Immonen, who yeah. is a great artist. Well, he's he's doing he's going to be the regular artist on the new Captain America when it starts. So is. So I have a question about that. So there's Cap. Is is there a series just called Captain America coming out? Yeah. Okay. And it's then there's all also new Captain America. Then there's ah. also Captain America and the Mighty Avengers. Yes. yes. Okay. 
All right, cool. Yeah, so uh, the reason we're talking about this is because uh, they. this is the first time we see the new Captain America. Who is, spoiler alert, Sam Falcon. The Falcon. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam Falcon. Little Sammy Falcon. Yeah, and uh, the funny thing about this is, like, as Nick pointed out, when they reveal the Falcon, he's like, everybody knew this was happening. This is not dramatic at this yeah, point. Yeah, like, there's literally, literally no drama to this reveal or yeah. something like that. Yep. It's really funny. Yeah, and so I, yeah, does this issue kind of feel that way in general? A little bit. I mean, um, it's, yeah. it's weird because it feels like the end of the last storyline and then, like, this extra stuff at the end. <laughs> like, because uh, the extra stuff is drawn by different – well, I guess the the the, the reveal part is, is still Carlos Pacheco. But, yeah. Um, it's, a we- it's a weird kind of transition because it's the end of the, the recent storyline with Zola and, and stuff. Um, and then you cut to this one week later or so and it's like all the Avengers have been gathered to – um, Captain America's you know, towers, so he can introduce their the new Avenger or uh, new Captain America. I think it's. I think maybe that you know it's it's like easing you into because it's a big transition. It's a very old school thing. Yeah, yeah because I, Captain America is like working out of the Avengers mansion because yeah. he doesn't like the the tower because it's a little too. Um, I don't know, like it's not as homey. It's not yeah. as real, I guess, as the mansion. No, it felt like one of those old character-driven ones. You could have old issues where it was just everyone hanging out in the Avengers mansion right. talking for an entire issue, and I, I like that. It was a lot of character focus. And I thought the best part was the epilogue, because it kind of gives you hints of what the um, the main series will be like now, which is a little kind of like sci-fi spy stuff, which is pretty fun. Yeah, a little less yeah. crazy Kirby stuff. And you get a little more. bit of, uh, like, one of the Avengers is part of Hydra, and you don't know who. Yep. And, Twists! Um, also, a weird tie-in to the Last Winter Soldier miniseries. Where one of the character, the villain from that shows up at the end. And yeah. I was like, nobody's going to get this unless they were a yeah. soldier, bitter march or whatever. So Still, if you if cool. you want to meet the new Captain America, read Captain America 25. Yeah. All right. And then read number one. And then definitely read number one. Yeah. This felt a little like Thor 25, which yeah, we will compare kind of, to Thor number one in, yeah. later in the podcast. All right. Up next, we have Gotham Academy number one. This yeah. is uh, written by uh, Becky Cloonan. And Brendan Fletcher, uh, Becky Cloonan has been doing a lot of her own stuff. Mm-hmm. She drew uh, True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys, and then she writes uh, uh, By Chance or By Providence, which was a collection of her mini-comics. It's really fantastic. And then the art in this is by Carl Kershaw, who uh, drew Flash for a little while yep. and has also done a bunch of other stuff. And this is about a um, uh, kind of like a Hogwarts-type school. I would, I'd describe it as an elite private academy. Yeah. Like the, the, like the super snooty uniformed very rich people yeah school that none of us have any idea what yeah kind of like the school in um harry potter right (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like built on like no no but yeah well no because they're not all super rich because it's it's like the wayne supported thing so they're not all like super rich kids yeah but because she was sponsored to get in there yeah so basically she was sponsored by a rich person yeah (laughs) um and uh yeah so jerry why don't you just tell people what it's about all right, so the thing about this book is it's basically trying to set up it's kind of like gotham central where it's trying to set up a character-driven story that is in the Bat universe but is not dominated by it, but with nice winks and nods to it. Um, so it's basically uh, a girl. Yeah, Olive. Who is just a normal girl who is going back to school. Uh, she has a new younger student who she is supposed to chaperone. And it's basically them on their first day of school and just all the weird stuff that happens, the trouble to get into, with a lot of references to things that have happened recently and how she's changed over the summer and apparently something really bad happened yeah so this character olive is showing maps who is kind yes. of the main character or is olive the main they're I kind of olive. but anyway yeah. she's showing her around the school and it's kind of they use that as an introduction yeah. for us as the reader as well and maps is called maps because she makes maps and she's kind of currently uh mapping gotham yeah. yeah and so all these kids kind of have their own skills and stuff too so there's like a little bit more going on in this than they're just like in school yeah, yeah. And their headmaster is Razal Ghul. <laughs> is it Razal? Uh, no, but he looks like Razal Ghul. Yeah, or like, like or like a older creature from uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, Wait, yeah. is his name Creature? I don't know. The guy with the cat, Mrs. Norris. No, uh, Mr. Filch. Oh yeah, yeah. With something Filch. Uh, creature is the racist elf. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just thought uh, mostly it's kind of about Olive and um, Maps kind of hanging out with each other because they, they get some, they get into some trouble. Yeah, but they had some nice bits like like Olive used to be dating Maps' older brother, and right. They're falling out with each other, so there's a lot of like really good hints at like 
how they've changed. Like, she keeps thinking, like, has anyone noticed how I've changed? Has the summer changed me? Well, all of it's kind of like, I'm better than this. Like, uh, I don't need to be chaperoning this little girl around. And especially as, yeah, because it's her ex-boyfriend's little sister. I yeah, think it's even more annoying. Yeah, and they get into some hijinks. Yeah, um, and they kind of find uh, some clues to some creepy stuff going on. And yep. then uh, we definitely, by the end, get a big hint that some creepy stuff is going on. Yeah. Uh, I liked this because it felt like its own thing completely. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Herschel's art is so good. His art's so good. He has a very, like, it feels almost like a cartoon. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of what I like about Humberto Ramos's art, Yeah, but taking, you know, but minus the stuff I don't like about Humberto <laughs> Ramos's art. Uh, so yeah, overall, or like Carlos Megley a little bit too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought this was a really great first issue. And it, it. E- even if you're not reading any Batman stuff, I say you can just jump right in and read yeah, this. For sure. If you're a fan of like Harry Potter or Lumberjanes, yeah, uh, and you just want to read a book with some fun characters doing fun stuff. Hey, check out Gotham Academy. Gotham so Academy. Good. Hey, that's Gotham Academy number one. Uh, yeah, our highest recommendation. So good. Up next, we got Green Lantern Godhead number one. Just kidding. Up next, we got... <laughs> <laughs> that came out. That came out. Nick, you read Godhead. Yeah. Why don't you just give people a little breakdown of just like what this, what this Godhead uh, crossover is uh, going to be about. Oh, man, it's bad. Uh, well, basically, the New Gods... Want to, um, like, High Father wants to collect all the Green Lantern rings because he thinks it'll lead him to the life equation so he can take out Darkseid. And by the end of the first issue, you really, he, re- he collects all the rings and he realizes, nope, that's not going to work. Uh, and he's like, we need the White Lantern and it's Kyle Rayner. And that's it. And that's what happens. Yeah. So, um, huh? spoiler. Yeah. What? <laughs> so that kind of, yeah, I think that sets it up. I, I'm interested in this because it does feel a little bit like, the like what Jeff Johns was doing with Green Lantern a little bit more than what they've been doing with it yeah. recently, but yeah, like I was reading the first issue, I don't know if it was entirely it's super successful. wordy. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, it had some cool art in it though. Yeah, is that some Goran Suzuka. Yeah. So is he drawing? Is he drawing one of these books at this point after this, or I don't know. or is he just doing fill and <laughs> stuff? Did that? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, just you know, that's the thing that's happening. The thing that worries <laughs> me about this whole crossover is that this book is um, Godhead. Act one, part one, <laughs> which oh, is, really? makes me think, like, how long is this going to go on? Well, like, look at the Doomed thing and how long that's been going that's, on. So it's that's, that's finally part, ended. But they did Doomed. No, because there's another issue. Well, there's week. Doomed, like, aftermath issues. Yeah, but they but did the main story finally ended. So this will probably be, like, Godhead There'll be a Godhead two, number be two. will be Act three, part eight. Or yeah, yeah. Because, like, I thought... Because Doomed was coming Doomed out. on way too long. And then it was like the conclusion, but it was just the conclusion of like Doomed, Doomed. <laughs> and then there was like Doomed Central City yeah. or oh, something. Boy. I don't know. There was just like, there was too much Doomed. Well, it's definitely over. The stuff that's coming out now is like the aftermath stuff, I guess. Yeah. Although I feel that, like they, that they scheduled pretty crazy. Did doomed? You, I haven't read the end of it yet. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's a huge thing that has nothing to do with Doomed. Cool. It's kind of leading to, I guess whatever dc's april crisis anniversary thing is oh um, um actually i'm gonna spoil part of it <laughs> okay i'm gonna spoil the whole thing uh, i'm not gonna spoil what happens to, at the end of the the main storyline but brainiac um after the storyline is done is like alone and then he's taken by some entity and he's like you're gonna be part of my collection or whatever is it the anti-monitor um it, and you don't know, you collector? don't see who it is but you basically see brainiac and he's like he's like where am i and around him is just this shattered kind of mirror looking thing but it's like every piece of it is different parts of dc history so you actually see like old dc universe like pre-52 yeah pre-52 dc universe you see the marvel family you see like uh what, like Mr. fantastic and you no, see like the like, faucet yeah, and you see oh. you see all sorts of different yeah, Elseworlds. You see like Vampire Batman. It's like weird. What? It's like cool. everything, every single thing of DC has ever done in one page, and it's like. But isn't that kind of what multiversity is? I too sort of. Sort of. <laughs> but does multiversity doesn't include the old DC universe though? No. Well, I don't know yet because yeah, this definitely has like Superman and you know his underwear and stuff, which is weird. <laughs> so it makes me think that. I don't know. Does Superman wear his underwear in the Man of Steel movies? No. No. He's got the new costume without the V-neck. <laughs> well, not the V-neck, the turtleneck, whatever the it is. Like the, like the situation? The situation. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the rumors are that it, DC is doing a um, 
crisis, a new crisis, because it's the 30th anniversary of. So they want to. Oh, yeah. So they're going to bring back the old universe. Well, so it's the, we the think it's the anniversary of 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 that, and it's also the time when they're moving from <laughs> um, DC from, from, from New York to Burbank. New York to Burbank. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to have this huge event that's kind of a placeholder in place of all the books, I think, because they can get all that ready now. Yeah. And so while they're moving, yeah, they can they can have put that it coming out. Because the, the the thing was they weren't going to have books coming out for like three months. So silly. And never, they decided, wait, that's a terrible idea. That's how you go <laughs> out of business. All right. So the the complete opposite of that is Chris Mukai's Commuter. <laughs> uh, so Commuter is a mini comic we picked up at SPX. Uh, it's written and drawn by Chris Mukai. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a short comic, so there's oh, not so funny, a ton man. to say about it. But, but it's basically about sort of different uh, – things that she's witnessed on public transportation in new york city uh like people just barfing or some of it's a a lot of it's um kind of her uh personal problems too yeah there's like a a part where she's walking in front of like a store and she sees like this uh this deer in the window (laughs) and it zooms into the deer and the deer's like uh you know your life's going nowhere or something. What does it say? I think you will die alone. Oh, yeah. You will die alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of stuff of, like, just the crazy. Spoiler. That's the last page, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the crazy it's people. It's the last the page subway. of a bunch of vignettes. Yeah, there's, like, a part where she's sitting on the subway and she thinks that there's a puddle of water next to her. That's and then somebody the dabs it up one. and it's yellow. Do yeah. not sit in liquids on yeah. the public. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a fun book. It's really funny. Like yeah. every page is kind of its own little joke, and yeah, she does uh, it like one up. or two page gags, sort of strips. <coughs> yep, it is good stuff. I highly recommend you highly. check it out. Check it. All right, up next we have. Um, well, we skipped around a lot. Yeah. What do you, what do you no, got? What do you no, feeling? I haven't skipped around that much. <laughs> Guardians um, three thousand. Yeah. Do we want to talk about that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> now, up next, we have Guardians three thousand. This is written by Dan Abnett, who um, really needs landing. I think it's a uh, attacking <laughs> Blastnik uh, gravel snouts. Um, <laughs> if yeah. you don't know what I said, that's <laughs> what it's like reading uh, this comic. How many cents in the future does this take place? Uh, 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 so the art on this cents. is by, by uh, Gerardo cents. Sandoval, who I don't. No, but uh, he did like Wolverine or something. Yeah, he has a style I'd say similar to like somewhere between Ryan Stegman and um Joe Matarera. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe uh he'll be the next artisan in human. <laughs> uh yeah, so this is about the original Guardians team. Right. Uh which is not the Rocket Raccoon Groot Star Lord team. It no. is the oh, who are these guys? Oh man. Yeah, I don't know that we should talk about this book. Yeah. I don't know. It was you know, it's Jared, it's, do you remember can you talk about I can't it? Remember all Vance the Astro, but basically Starhawk, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Star Lord was on Gladiator. There, there was the Star Lord. Star Lord is Gladiator in this? No. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. There's an old, gla- old old Gladiator yeah. shows up because he's a mortal supporting character. Um, basically, the supreme intelligence. Yeah, Kree. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so the Badoon are like taking over the universe. Bad alien race. Um, yeah. you can and, tell because they have bad in their name. Yeah, and these true. and they these guardians. Not called Guardians of the Galaxy. Are um, <laughs> they're called Guardians Three Thousand? Um, are they called Guardians Three Thousand? Like they the are at some point. They might be. Why um, are they not called Guardians Thirty One Forty? Because that's when the book takes place. It's true. That'd be awesome. It takes place uh, ten cents in the future. Ten yeah. cents. They, uh, they call centuries cents in this book. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of future slang. Uh, there's way too much future slang. Yeah. Is the problem? That's what I, Abnett's good. I at. felt like the he first a lot of it. three pages, I didn't know what anybody was saying. <laughs> yeah, like I get it. I get the future slang thing, but there's like. There's a point where, like, you have to understand what's happening. It's just like, but hey, the, we got to please through the black knack and get through the crack snores because the Zuby zaps <laughs> are coming. I'm like, what oh are my you God. saying? You should totally write this comic, man. Uh, so, but the basic thing, yeah, is like the Badoon are kind of taking over the universe. Yep. And uh, the Guardians are fighting them. And then they decide to that they need some help. So they would need to recruit. Well, they recruit. I think they're. It's more like they're destined to find her. No, how they're did, stuck how, in a time loop. Um, no, no, but how did they know to find her in the first place? Well, she's the only one that remembers um, what happens after. Every, right, right, every but they specifically loop. rescued her from a Badoon camp to like a prison to try and like her to get her to help. Oh, I was skipping ahead to when oh, they uh, get help from the that like high council or whatever. Oh, right, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, yeah. the the guardians are are stuck in a time loop. Um, they keep fighting the Badoon, and when they all die, and then time resets, and they're kind of all trapped in this time loop. And this one girl is the only one that can kind of remember things from each time loop. So she's kind of helping them slowly change things. Um, and, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. It's just it, – yeah. It, it's, it's just not – The great. idea is kind of okay. I think I think the problem is that they they introduce all of the Guardians. They yep. introduce this – Micromax. 
Yeah, they introduced. <laughs> I'm slowly, it's slowly coming back. <laughs> they introduced this girl that Burned they're saving, and then, and then they introduced this entire high council as well. Yep, which is like the supreme intelligence and a bunch of other like big like uh, gladiator universal church of whatever the like. It's a bunch of Starlin guys, yeah. and uh, it's just like a lot going on in one issue. It's and, way too much. And the it. art, the art is like real it's fine nuts um, so it can be a little bit hard to it's weird of... for the tone of the story yeah i feel like the tone of the story is supposed to be kind of sad and they're kind of stuck in this time loop and they keep dying and it's supposed to be a little darker but then the but art is, car- is like, all... like super cartoony and yeah. angular and, and stuff. everybody has like big hands and feet and stuff and it's weird yeah so it's a little weird i i'm kind of curious to see where it goes i feel like it, it's got a little bit of issue one yeah i'm never gonna trouble. read this again okay yeah i mean i think that's <laughs> fair <laughs> um I don't like that, all right? And I like Abnett. I just, yeah, it was just enough for me to just be like, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's 100% fair. <laughs> yeah. So, a book that I think we'll all be reading number two of that might be surprising yeah. is Lobo. Yeah. So, this is Lobo number one. <laughs> we all hate the idea of this Lobo, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of hate Lobo in general. But, uh, so yeah, Lobo's not a good character. Lobo's a good character for the 90s. Uh, well, he, the thing this is, is he's supposed to be a parody world. of 90s. Kind of anti-heroes and people. The irony yeah, was that people, he, people liked him and he him became his own yeah. thing. But I think I think the '90s were all about sort of things ironically parodying things and then like trying to be those things at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but this is the new Lobo. Yeah, it starts with him killing the old Lobo yeah. off panel. He's yeah. already dying. I think so. He kills him on. So panel. here's what happened: DC launched the new Fifty Two, <laughs> right. yes. and then they were putting out a Stormwatch book. And Lobo, the old Lobo, was in that Stormwatch book. They forgot. But they forgot that they put him in there. And (laughs) then they introduced a new Lobo, who's this guy, who's kind of like a younger, prettier Lobo. Yeah. He doesn't have the dreads. He doesn't smoke the cigars. He's kind of a more... He's more modern. Even keel. Yeah, he's definitely more modern. Yeah, yeah, and he's also... He's got more of a backstory and personality. Yeah. I mean, Lobo had a backstory, but it was like there was no pathos. It was just yeah. like yeah, he yeah. was bad, yeah. and he killed everybody on yeah. his planet. Like this guy actually has emotions. Yeah. So and this is like he killed everybody on his planet, but it was not on purpose. Right. So yeah. it's like he's kind of has you know because he, he killed like his wife and everybody else. On yeah. The he planet. has sadness. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little emo, but yeah. he's still like he doesn't say he doesn't say like fracking bastiches and stuff. Yeah. Um, Which is that's why I like the most. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, so this is uh, written by Cullen Bunn. Uh, who works for Marvel and drawn by uh, Riley Brown, who works for Marvel. <laughs> so <laughs> Riley does, Brown is great. Riley Brown is great. Uh, so it does feel a little bit more like a Marvel book, I'd say, than a DC book. Yeah, I feel like ways. the Riley Brown is what kind of uh, sold me on this book. I wasn't too interested in it, but his art is great. And yeah. yeah, he's actually one of my favorite artists, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, he's done some cool stuff. He did. He drew Incredible Hercules for a little while. He's She Hulk. She Hulk's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like the I like the kind of concept of this is there's um, a bunch of assassins sent to kill the same I don't want to say what it is but the same thing and Lobo's been hired to take out all of these assassins yeah so it's it's very much like uh, uh, he has these eight targets these eight assassins right. and he has to kill them all while at the same time you know the the mystery of why these people are trying to kill this other person will unravel i think and the design of these assassins is great and the first one's pretty great he's kind of like mojo like yeah. fat like weird dude with yeah. like multiple arms and then there's just a guy who's wearing like a diving bell yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so i thought that setup was fun it, it, it reminded me a little bit of the setup in rocket raccoon where and like the, it's like you get they set up these this thing and you know where this story is going right. and the reveal of what the target is is pretty interesting because it also puts lobo in this position where he's like i don't want to save this <laughs> yeah so um yeah, I thought it was kind of a good first issue. It kind of surprised me. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I expected to hate it. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> um, yeah. And I actually ended up liking it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you want to hear us hate on a DC number one, come back uh, for Deathstroke in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Trinity is in. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought this was yeah, a good first good. issue. Really and good. I actually recommend Lobo number one. That's two really good Lobo. I mean, Lobo. Two, two really, really good, good Lobo comics. Two really good DC comics. Um Already, yeah. So, so I'm gonna recommend. Yeah, I'm recommending two Lobo comics. I'm recommending Lobo number one. Yeah, and then I'm recommending Lobo's back. Lobo's back number three. The (laughs) bastard. The bastard returns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The the one that has like four covers on the same comic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. All right. So up next, we've got 
Um, Men of Wrath number one. This is written by Jason Aaron, who writes Southern Bastards. Yeah. And he's been writing... um, Road Scalped. Yep. He wrote uh, at least one issue of Amazing X-Men. He's been writing Thor (laughs) for a long time. Yep. Uh, Which we'll talk about later. Wolverine and the X-Men for a while. And then surprisingly, he's teamed up with Ron Garney. Uh, well, they worked a lot. They worked done together a lot. Of stuff a lot. Together. a lot of Wolverine. They did a bunch of Wolverine stuff. They did Get Mystique, and then they did uh, Wolverine Weapon X together. Oh yeah, I'm just surprised to see Ron Garney on a not superhero book. Yeah, the, oh, there's an interesting thing in the back of this where they talked about how Ron Garney was like, uh, write something for me because I want to do something. I want to go crazy and not oh, yeah? just do this superhero stuff. You know, huh. he's like, I want to do something my own. I um, think it was. I think it's, it was a great decision because Ron. I think this yeah. is some of the best art I've ever seen from Ron. Gray. Yeah, he's amazing. In this. Um, yeah, and uh, so this is basically about uh, this guy Wrath, uh, whose family is the Wrath family. Yeah, the Wrath family has a, this terrible history. After his grandfather basically killed somebody in a dispute over sheep's. Yeah, <laughs> sheep? sheep. Sheep. Yeah, and. Um, and now uh, this main character uh, is has become a gun for hire, an assassin. In Alabama. Just, in which, Alabama. You know, yeah, because Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron's from Alabama, and Southern Bastards takes place there as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, some really terrible stuff happens in this book. Yeah, he, uh, you, you find out very fast that he's a really terrible person. Um, he's not just a hitman. He's a hitman who will do anything. It's completely immoral. Literally anything. And... And he seems to do it more because he enjoys it than anything. Yeah, yeah and that plays <laughs> into kind of what his new mission is. Um, and I don't, don't get, no, I don't I won't think spoil we should it. give that away. But he's hired to kill somebody, and it's it ends up being kind of a... A personal know, story a per, for him. more personal thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's most of what happens. There's a really... Uh, almost everything in this book is something that you should just kind of see for yourself. Yeah. Opening <laughs> uh, scene's awesome. The, yeah, it's awesome, but it's also, like, super dark. Yeah, yep. it's... It was um, hard. It was rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think uh, I think it's a book worth checking out, particularly if you like Scalped or Southern Bastards. Yep. It's closer to Scalped. Is it's, it's a little darker. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Southern Bastards is so, a little more cartoony. Uh, a little bit. It's but it's still, it's still pretty dark, <laughs> but this is, like, super dark. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. way. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. It's I, good. It's, you know, it's still, it's Jason Aaron doing that kind of thing. He does that kind of uh, walking tall. Yeah, and uh, did you guys read the the thing in the back where he talks about it a little bit? No. And this is all loosely based on his family history. Wait, yeah. what? Um, <laughs> his great-great-grandfather um, uh, used his son's, his his young son's knife to kill somebody over sheep. Um, that's kind of the intro to this. And Except, uh, instead of becoming a an yeah. assassin for hire, Jason became, Aaron a, comics became a comics writer. Well, his like his grandfather also died a, of like uh, terrible circumstances, and then like it's kind of like loosely based on his his experiences with the oh, South. Boy. And, yeah. Uh, also, uh, the main character in this finds out he's dying of cancer. So oh, yeah. if he wasn't willing to do anything yeah, before, true. he's now really just like so, given up on trying right. to be anything good ever. So uh, yeah, that is Men of Wrath. Fascinating. Number one. But it's uh, great. It was great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Up next, we have The Humans, number one. This is written number by- Number zero. Number zero. That's right. This is written by uh, Keenan Marshall Keller uh, and with art by Tom Neely, and I believe co-created by the two of them together. Wow. So. And uh, this is about a gang of apes called The Humans. The Humans. Another gang book. Yes. It's the theme. Uh, but yeah, so this is basically Planet of the Apes crossed with The Wild Ones or some other awesome set of 60s biker gangs. Uh, what does it say? It literally starts in 69? 69 california uh so this is like planet of the apes if instead of just using humans as you know farm hands or whatever they have them working at gas stations all the other kind of menial jobs and the main characters are a biker gang in the vein of sons of anarchy or hell's angels called the humans who are just super tough and that's pretty much it they run around they run into another gang uh have a rumble and it's awesome. Yeah, they get in a lot of fights. Uh, just the concept itself uh, yeah. of a gang of apes called the humans is great. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, you know they they set up a bunch of fun stuff in this. There's a you know conflict within the groups, and then you know um, like inter- internal conflict within the groups, but then also different groups that hate each other and stuff like that. And uh, it sets up enough stuff, and is kind of a fun story on its own. Uh, but it's got me super excited to read the humans number one yep. when well, it comes it out. Be launching from Image. This was self published by them. Uh, but yeah, it's like, there's really good character design on this. Like they're really good at kind of like both evoking like what a biker gang would look like, but also having really individual takes on like apes and monkey men. Also good. They they draw good orangutan. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So really fun book. Uh, and, um, 
Yeah, oh, totally. and Tom Neely's cool. He he does uh, Henry and Glenn Forever, which, yes, is, also which is also an awesome great. book. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he told me like my mutant punks book, so he's cool go. by me. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, so we're all in the gang comic business. Yeah, the, we're in the gang yes. comic business, and just we're in a gang now. Uh, all right, <laughs> yeah. so we have one more book this week to talk about. Uh, this is probably the the book that people are most interested in this week. It's been all over the news. This is Thor number one. Uh, this is written by Jason Aaron, uh, who's been writing Thor. And who wrote uh, the previously mentioned Men of Wrath. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, the art in this is by Russell Dowderman, who was uh, until recently uh, drawing the Cyclops series. Yeah. And his art in this is really, really fantastic. Yeah. Really good. And uh, this is the introduction of the new Thor. The uh, Thor is a woman. So the bulk of this issue is mostly about um, Thor. Like, not the female Thor, but it's about, like, Thor Odinson. Yeah. As he's called in this. uh, And how he... After Original Sin, Nick Fury told him a secret that made him unworthy and he can't pick up the hammer anymore. Um, and he's kind of been at it for like weeks trying to pick up the hammer. Yeah, uh, as it which is off. on the moon. So it's literally yeah. Thor and a bunch of Asgardians hanging out on the moon watching him as he exhaustedly tries to and Asgardia, pick up the hammer over and over. Again. Asgardia is hovering over the moon, so they're all kind of nearby. Um, and they're trying to get him to stop. And because Odin- at the same time... Uh, Frost giants have appeared in on the Earth. middle of the ocean. Which is one of the coolest things I've seen <laughs> in a comic. It's pretty in a awesome. Really long time. And uh you, you mean when they send the attack sharks with metal teeth after them and they're like they're like the and attack the sharks giants. can rip an Atlantean to pieces in seconds and they can't defeat these. And frost the frost giants. giants are eating them. Yeah. Um it's, it's pretty great. great. Yeah, so good. And so yeah, it's about you know, uh, Odin shows up and he's like, I'm back here, I'm back on uh you know, in Asgardia because he's been away for a long time and he's like uh you you know, he talks to Freya, who's the, the you know, the all-mother, and he's like, you've coddled the boy, and he, he's unworthy, and he's like, let me lift the hammer, and he can't lift it, and, and you know. Meanwhile, there's sort of a power struggle going on between Freya and Odin, because right. Odin's been gone, and during that time period, Freya's been basically the queen of Asgard. She's the all-mother. She's, yeah, she's running things, and uh, it seems like she's not quite ready to cede power back to her right. yep. husband. And then, you know, they all go away and, uh, well, actually, Thor goes to fight the giants and something happens that's kind of already been revealed because you've seen Thor with a metallic arm in a bunch of things, but then you find out why he has it now. Um, yeah, and he gets his weapon that was also shown in Avengers because yeah. uh, they're doing that eight months later thing. Right. Oh, yeah. And then you find out um, there's a female Thor now. And there's a cool part where uh, they show the hammer on the moon and the uh, whoever... He he be worthy. Yeah, and changes to she, she and, and then she picks up the hammer. Yeah, and uh, and it's cool because there's a little bit of a mystery. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of a... There are a couple mysteries in this. There's there's one is who is the new female Thor. Yeah, and then there's kind of like a red herring there. I feel it's a red herring, but possible... They're hints yeah, but, but, yeah, And then also it. there's um, the mystery of why Thor is unworthy. Yeah, which I think are both yeah. pretty interesting. Um, and, and it ties into the um, Thor God of Thunder stuff, if you like that. Because it continues the storyline of like Malekith, and now he's you know teamed up with the Frost Giants, which happened in in Thor: God of Thunder, and they're coming to invade Earth. And- yeah, um, yeah, I thought it was a good first issue. I think uh, in some ways it felt like like a mix of a final issue of the last Thor series mixed with the first issue of this. Right. right. But I thought that even if you're not caught up on Thor, which I like, I got behind and then I read 25 and then I kind of, and then I jumped in and read oh, this. Really? And uh, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was still really great. I love the design of the new Thor. I think she's, yeah, she's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are c- complaining about this, which I think is really? insane. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like I, they're not like complaining about the people. Yeah. They're not yeah. complaining about like the content. They're just oh, complaining that Thor is a woman. Which is, is, yeah. Right. And this has been kind of, you know, it's still part of, jason Aaron's plan like he's got like this epic thor story planned out and i think it's gonna you know obviously thor will be back well thor i I don't i don't like that because i think this is thor yeah like well because back thor is still there yeah thor has been different people as well it's and then also like the the, they had the previous issue uh, which was the last issue got a thunder where they have like a book that's like the entire history of this female thor and then future thor is like Oh, I don't want to talk about this. And he, like, throws <laughs> yeah. away the book. Yeah, um, and also like he's still around. He just doesn't have a, his hammer. Right. Yep. But then you know, it's like if you look in the history of Thor, like the like the guy that was Thor just until this issue is not like the Doctor Don whatever. He's not Donald Blake. Right? He's not Donald Blake, and he's also not that EMT guy that was Thor in like right. the '90s or whatever. You know, and he's not Throg. Right. It's like there have been a you know or Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, yeah. Thor is like a, Wonder Woman. Yeah, Thor is like an idea. You know, more right. than yeah. anything. And I think that I think this is a cool direction for it. And I, I thought too. it was a good first issue. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that's it for this week. 
Yep. Definitely uh, a lot of good stuff. Who do you guys think is is the new Thor? I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give away the hints that are in yeah, the yeah. issue. I don't think any of the hints are who it is. Yeah, I'm, but that's still saying something. So no, Maybe but, it's not saying too much. Oh, look, I'll, I'll say I don't think it's Angela because Angela has her own no, ongoing series. Do you think it's but I think if, Valkyrie? It could be Valkyrie, but I don't think it's Valkyrie. I think I, I think my best guess. I just want to put this out there just because yep. I want to see say if I'm early. right later yeah. on because I can be like, I said it. <laughs> Go on the um, I think it's going to be Jane Foster. Oh, that would be interesting. Because is she, she in Asgard? Yeah, in the last issue of Thor, she went with Asgard to become like one of their doctors. Hmm. She's not blonde. Though, and she... she... But, you know, neither yeah, yeah, was Donald sure. Blake oh, when he well, turned we into... We forgot an important thing. That it's... The, the Warriors 3 used to be worthy as well, right? No. Because... Really? Because they never... all try to pick it up, right. and Odin tries to pick it up, and none of them can, yeah. and they all seem to expect they would be able to. Yeah. So clearly something is going on. They, they say that. It's like it's not just that Thor has become unworthy, but something else is happening. Maybe. So all kinds of weird stuff. So many mysteries. But yeah, I, th- I don't know I if Odin was able to pick up the hammer before. He I'm acted sure. like it. I've never seen he him created hold it. it. I don't know if he's ever tried. He created it, but he put that issue. enchantment on it that, yeah. that the hammer gets to decide. Also, I feel like in his current state, yeah. Odin is not oh, worthy. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So <laughs> the, ha- the hammer is kind but, of yeah. sentient. It, like, yeah, yeah. it can decide who, who's worthy. But I think it's going to be Jane Foster because I think um, it's been a long time since they've had kind of a human counterpart to Thor. Like That's true. When Thor transforms, it becomes, you know, a different person. Yeah, I mean, the last one was that, like, EMT dude or whatever. Which was, like, you know, long time 20 ago. years ago. Yeah, or a yeah. long time ago. Jeez. And I think I think that would be a good thing. But who knows? Could be anybody. That's my best guess. Yeah. Um, that's a good yeah. guess. I don't think it's Valkyrie. I don't I think, think it's Angela. I think that's too obvious. Um, the hint that they drop in this, I don't think it's that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, it was a good first issue. Yeah. And there were some good comics this week. Yep. Awesome comics. Lots of great comics. comics this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. So many number ones. There were so many. There yeah. were at least like 10 we didn't talk yeah, about. Yeah, there were definitely a lot we didn't so talk about. So many we didn't get around to. Yeah. But uh, all right, that is it for this episode of the Big That's Planet it. Comics Podcast. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah.